0: Hey, welcome to the Get to Know Nashville podcast. This is episode one. Uh, I am Josh Kennedy here with my good buddy, Clint Miller. Clint Miller. How are you, Clint? I'm doing well. This week's interview, we sat down with Stephen Webb, the singing realtor in North Nashville uh, to talk about his life as a singer, a realtor. and uh, Yeah, it was a lot of fun to sit down with him. And um, Josh, he was actually your realtor, which is cool. Um, And that's how I found out about him, you know, just through Josh during the process of buying their home. um, They use Steven and one, he's a phenomenal realtor and two, he's a professional singer. So it was just kind of this cool blend. Um, And I I thought it was interesting. I have a marketing background, so I thought it was interesting just um, that he brands himself as a singing realtor to just help him differentiate himself from every other stale realtor in a suit and tie because he does not wear a suit and tie. He wears Hawaiian clothes and flip-flops and he's just, he's his own breed and it's awesome. So it was really fun to sit down and talk with him. We filmed Steven at the Metro North townhomes in North Nashville. So special thanks to them for letting us use their model home. Uh, for the interview it was beautiful it was it was really cool some and interesting artwork but it was very i'm cool. not sure i understood some of that work <laughs> it left me a little confused we won't get into that today <laughs> that's its own episode but uh yeah enjoy this
1: chat with uh steven webb
2: 2005, I was at University of Florida, yeah, in 2005 to 2006, and then in the summer of 2006, I came to visit a friend who moved here, who used to live back home in South Carolina, and I was just, I was kind of having a tough time at, at University of Florida, it was my first time away from Myrtle Beach, and the place is massive, like 50,000 students, and I just kind of felt lost in in a way and just not settled and so i came to visit my friend for the summer and i was here for two weeks and i was hooked (laughs) you know and that's before the big nashville boom we're going through right now it was 12 years ago almost and uh actually it was 12 years ago and just being here and i started going to a church and um, getting involved in the community i just loved it and transferred to belmont um, at the, end of, the in, end of that summer that I first moved here. Um, so yeah, I quickly just got acclimated to Nashville. There are some home videos of me being six, seven years old like dancing through the house and singing at the top of my lungs. So I don't remember doing that per se, but there's evidence. <laughs> so I, I've been singing my whole life and um, I remember s- singing at church when I first started taking piano lessons and playing and singing um what is that song i'll fly away Mm -hmm. the old gospel hymn (laughs) and after that my parents and friends just sort of saw like oh he actually can sing like he's maybe eight or nine years old but he can carry a tune and he seems musically talented so i got into uh private lessons piano first and then we had a choir teacher come to our school. I was in a very small private school of about, I'd say 250 kids from kindergarten through 12th grade. And so she came and she started teaching private voice lessons. And so at 10 turning 11 years old, I was taking private voice from her and winning competitions uh, on the state level for Christian school associations and that sort of thing. And just just enjoying it and being in her choirs um, and then after that, after I graduated high school, I ended up going to Coastal Carolina University, which is right outside of Myrtle Beach in Conway. People say Myrtle Beach, it's in Myrtle Beach, but it's really in Conway. Uh, and they had a musical theater program. And so I was being trained classically with my first teacher, but I really loved singing musical theater stuff as well. And so I went into the musical theater program, and this guy, Dr. David Bankston, Um, was my voice teacher and he had also done opera and pop music both so he trained me in both aspects and taught me how to sing um, and be versatile with what I could do and that was invaluable to me because even to this day I can switch back and forth between genres pretty easily Um, so yeah I ended up uh, transferring out of there going to University of Florida and then going to Belmont and finally graduating Belmont with a degree in classical vocal performance. And as soon as I was done at Belmont, I went to Princeton, New Jersey and got a master's in the same thing, music, vocal performance, um, classical, and started having a you know, small time sort of like opera career. I had maybe four or five contracts I did with different opera companies and just realized that, that industry was a little stuffy for me um, and it was going to take a lot more study and work than I really wanted to do to make it as an A-level artist in the opera world. So I just came back to Nashville and um, started working on uh, singing more versatilely again instead of just doing classical music. And I was living with some people who worked for Dave Ramsey and started getting out of debt and using singing as a tool to just like pay off a little extra debt. Um, And so yeah, and now I've just continued doing all the genres that I can and uh, I've really enjoyed just um, what I'm doing now with music since I'm a realtor and being able to fund like any kind of lessons or things that I want to do through the money I'm making in real estate instead of all that pressure I had on feeding myself (laughs) through singing, you know, because then I was waiting tables and driving Uber. and you know, I'll move your yard, you know, please let me help you. So yeah, it's nice. Most good singers and divas would say they love the noise that comes out of their mouth, <laughs> you know, and if they don't say that they're, they're being, I think, falsely humble, probably, because <laughs> I love that I can make noise and that I have been trained to do so. Um, so that's one aspect, but I love, there's this feeling I get when I am starting to sing and I am playing with music and playing with dynamics while singing that just, there's this energy flowing through me that it's hard to explain. It's it's like joy and excitement. Um, and I, I can experience all sorts of emotions all at the same time. And instead of just, you know, Crumbling under sadness, or like coming out of my skin with joy, like it's coming out of my mouth. And people have described hearing singers, you know, especially in person and not just over recordings, like how they feel that energy from people. And I love being able to impact people through that. So I had, you know, I had like five or six jobs for the last uh, probably 2013 to 2017. Yeah, the beginning of 2017 and I was laid off from this app company that we were trying to build this app and get it off the ground. And, well, I say laid off, but I was self-employed. I was a contractor. Um, But they just ran out of funding, and so we stopped. And about a month later, I was still trying to decide what I wanted to do, and I got this email inviting me to come to this realtor's office, to do a lunch and learn, find out what it takes to be a realtor and what it takes to be a realtor inside of that particular broker's office. And so I went and I was hooked. I'm like, I always thought about real estate as a kid, you know, a lot of people say that, but as a kid, like I would walk around to open houses and just walk through them like with no adult supervision because I just loved looking at houses and how they set them up and what was the price of this one and you know, all this stuff. And so. And my dad was always in construction, so I was constantly around sort of that environment. Um, but I, I got the bug again and went right for it right after the lunch and learn event that I went to and started taking my online classes immediately. And within five or six weeks, I had graduated from those classes and had passed my exams. And April of last year, April 2017, the very end of April, is when I became a licensed agent. And um, I was trying to figure out like, you know, I don't want to be just like every other realtor. And not that I need a shtick, you know, you just need to be really good with people, really take care of your clients, be communicative. Those are things that people love. But I was like, but I can't like not show my personality. And what I spent a lot of money learning how to do you know in life and um, So I decided I was going to just start tagging everything the singing Realtor and sing on my way uh, to showing homes and singing uh, in my sometimes I walk through a home for people with they can't make it and I'll just Sing my descriptions of the home to them just to entertain them while they're also seeing and and I get a lot of great feedback off that and when I um, close on homes that where people are buying them I like to sing a blessing over the home. So yeah. Uh, and I one day was just in the shower and I was like, what could I sing for people? And I just wrote this short song while I was in the shower that one morning and I sang it that day at a closing. And it was it was a hit with the clients and so I use it every time now. So
0: I've heard you were on the prices right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sometimes I forget about that part of my life. (laughs)
0: Was that a while
2: ago? that That was actually the same time period right before I became a realtor. Um, I was in Los Angeles vi- visiting a friend of mine when I got the phone call that the company was folding and that they, the funds dried up and so this paycheck was my last. And I had already planned on going to the Price is Right and I just went there bound and determined, which I usually do in situations like that, especially I'm very competitive. But ever since I was a kid, I it was a bucket list item that I wanted to be on the Price is Right. I would, play sick and stay home from school sometimes to watch The Price is Right. I don't know what that says about me because there are plenty of other shows that I could have watched, but for some reason that show just really got me. And uh, so I went there and I read a few blogs on like how to get selected to be on The Price is Right. And I followed their um, instructions and showed my personality. Um, sang in front of people. I made friends with a lot of people and just was overly excited the whole time I was there. And especially like when they started filming inside of the audience, you know, I was jumping up and down twice as much as anybody else around me. And I just had this feeling, they kept giving me these, a new name tag. I kept messing it up from jumping around. And there were these people walking around and they would like come and slap a new name tag on me. And right before they called a new name, like I saw the guy like pointing at this woman and she was like, oh, writing a new name tag and she came and slapped it on me and I was like, I'm gonna be called, I just know it. And I was like, I was called and then I ended up getting on and winning the bidding. And the fun part about that was, (laughs) there's this old woman and she was so sweet and she was one of the first names called and I was in like the fourth round of names called and uh, she had been up there the whole time and her bid, I don't remember the exact bid, but I just remember these other people were bidding way too high, so I was going to be the fourth bidder, the last one, and she's the third, and I was like, I'm going to just bid a dollar. You know, you see that all the time, and she bid a dollar, and I was like, oh, crap. So I was like, five dollars, and she looked at me, oh, man, it was, I could just feel <laughs> that she was like so disappointed, and Drew Carey was like, five dollars, well, let's hope Let's hope, you know, it's not a $3 item. <laughs> he was making a joke about it. But yeah, so it ended up, I had the winning bid because I, was a, I was, didn't go over. The other people went over and she was so sad, but I couldn't be sad because I won. <laughs> I was like, sorry, old lady, but I'm going Amazing. up. Yeah. So that was... Did you
0: win some cash or...
2: Yeah, I was, um, my game was called the hot seat. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do Plinko. That was the thing I really wanted to play. Uh, but yeah, I ended up playing Hot Seat, which is one of those typical... Um, we're going to show you some items. We're going to show you a price for the item, and you need to hit a button that is... You think the actual price is lower or higher. And they had to be in this gigantic seat that moved down the, down the line. And so he was like, And you can take your time, but I was so anxious I didn't take my time. So I was like, bam, bam, bam. And one of them I was like, bam, and I was like, oh, that was wrong, I bet that was wrong. So I remembered that one. And when we went back through, um, I get to choose, like he shows me the first one. He's like, all right, so you won $1,000. You can keep that $1,000 or we can go to the next one. And if it's wrong, you lose everything. But if it's right, you get $2,000. And I was like, let's go on. And so I won the next one. And then I won the next one at $5,000. It was what I was up to. And then they put me in front of the one that I was like, "I'm pretty sure I was wrong on this." So I told him, "That's it. I'm taking the five thousand. I'm shaking your hand." And I was wrong. So I would have lost it all if I didn't do that. So yeah, I ended up winning five thousand dollars and um, this big fancy massage chair that like lifts you up and like massages your body and a hair dryer. Nice. <laughs> yeah, a salt and pepper shaker, like electric ones that grind. Nice. Yeah, fancy things. <laughs>
0: Is it? Yeah, well I'll tell you how to get on.
2: All right. <laughs> I can even look back at my singing career and well let me say there's this idea like you should dress for the way that empowers you, that makes you at ease because like for the people who wear suits and they are totally comfortable in suits or I don't know, maybe they were frat guys in college and they all, you know, wore polo all the time or something like they're comfortable in that. Maybe it empowers them. Um, For me, I grew up at the beach. So what empowers me is flip flops and like feeling freedom and uh, the joy that comes from like just feeling breeze on my face and as much skin as I can reveal and be appropriate, you know, like, um, so, Even in my singing career, we were always told, like, to wear the navy blue suit and the white shirt and, like, the dark tie. And then, you know, as I was in in this career, in the opera career, these are for auditions. It started to change a little bit, and the opera industry was changing to be a little more like you could dress like a Broadway person who would audition for Broadway, because some of those come in jeans and a white t-shirt. You know, but don't go that far. But, you know you can loosen it up a little bit and so i remember walking into a room and standing out because there would be all these dudes in black suits white shirts and i would be in like khaki corduroy with uh you know a herringbone jacket and an open shirt underneath you know and some brown shoes and that in and of itself helped me stand out because everyone remembers you know the person who looked just a little bit different you know so As a realtor, I started looking at like what other realtors were doing, how are they standing out even with their attire and there's so many realtors like who's on their business cards or on any of their advertising, they're in suit and tie and that just sounds so uncomfortably hot to me and like I would need to double up on my deodorants and and all of those things so I just, I don't know wearing a suit makes me really uncomfortable because it makes me feel like i'm not being authentic and i'm only doing it to try and impress somebody and i feel like i should impress people with my work ethic with my communication style with um how much i care about them in the middle of their transaction and not really care about like how great i look in the moment now i'm not gonna dress like a bum but um you know, I'm in shorts and a colorful shirt right now and that's totally me and it makes me feel comfortable and I've not had one client complain about, you know, seeing me look like that. They actually enjoy it, most of them, because it puts them at ease. And I've asked them, I'm like, had I been wearing a suit and tie, how would you have felt about this? And they'd be like, well, we would have, you know, it would have been a little more arm's length and like, you know, we didn't relate as much. The respect would still be there, but there would just be some little bit of tension in that, and I'm like, well, great. I'm glad like that it doesn't matter to you that I am wearing shorts and a just a short sleeve button up.
0: I know you sing when um, somebody closes on a home. Is there any other point in the transaction where you <laughs> sing to your clients?
2: Um, sometimes it just if I'm feeling inspired, uh, which happens on a daily basis. It, there's you know there. You never know when it's going to happen. You could, you could say something and it reminds me of a lyric of a Broadway musical or some famous pop song and then I'll just start singing it. And then I'll start adding lyrics of my own about whatever current situation we're in. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just went under contract um, yesterday with a home for some good friends of mine who are buying a house out in Bellevue. And the first time I showed them the house was via videos that I sent. And instead of just being boring or not saying anything while taking a video of the house, I was just, I opened the door and I'm like, Wow, there's a staircase in the doorway. That's the first thing you see. You know, like just singing to them. And every time I sent a video while I was at the house, the wife, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm loving this. Like, not just the house, but your voice. (laughs) You know, so like it just, you know, it endears them to me. So... (laughs) <laughs> yeah i I've, I've heard i I would like to get like someone's actual take and feedback on that i I've heard that it makes me more approachable. It makes people like me and it dears them to me and I think for a lot of people, it just makes them feel safe and like I'm not going to be a no pressure type guy, and they know that whatever I tell them isn't me just trying to like make money off of them you know so at least that's my take on it, but maybe maybe Josh can say better like what he felt or experienced and why you know
0: are there any specific stories um, with you just being you and singing and social media is there any specific clients that have come through that
2: uh, for sure you know, yeah I wouldn't be si- I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't have one of those clients
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's there's a side that's just you being you but then I'm sure there's also some very intentional thought about what you're doing and stuff. can you talk about that whole yeah process and,
2: for sure. Well, I still feel like I don't understand social media. Like, I'm just going to start with that. I'm just like, I feel like hashtags are the currency of Instagram, but I don't really, I use them, you know, and I use them liberally and religiously <laughs> on every post I make. I I won't fill the description of the post with hashtags, but I'll post it. And then I'll, the first comment is always me with at least 30 hashtags and I try to be consistent in which ones I use and the funny thing is I use the singing realtor in almost everything I do even if it's not a real estate post and um, it's really annoying that there are like maybe 20 or 25 other people in the U.S. trying to use the singing realtor and like none of them even sing
1: Trademark.
2: <laughs> yeah none of them even sing on their Instagrams and that really annoys me I'm like don't say that if you're not going to be like you know put your money where your hashtag is you know what I'm saying and so uh yeah so I use that religiously and I'm hoping it works and it's I don't know you know what people are clicking on and what they're singing I always try to put Nashville or (laughs) seeing I always try to put Nashville Music City Nashville Tennessee Middle Tennessee Franklin or wherever the house is I always put that city as well and the singing reels are and um I've had a lot of feedback, I guess, from a lot of likes and a lot of follows in the past few months. I went from, I don't I'm not like an Instagram star, but, you know, I've gained probably 300 followers in the last few months just from religiously using these hashtags and being consistent in the content I'm putting out. And um, yeah, the first like sort of success story, I guess, would be Josh. And, uh, him reaching out to me via the DM on Instagram and just reaching out and introducing himself and saying that he's been following me and, and, uh, he likes my content and wanted to talk about him and his wife buying a house. And I was like, holy crap, (laughs) like this is working. Okay. It's, and I don't, you know, some people like boost their posts or pay and I'm not doing that. And, um, so to make, But between like meeting Josh and helping him buy a home and then a couple of other people who have found me on social media, you know, and not paying to boost anything, making, I would say about $30,000 in commission income in the last year, just from making sure I hashtag everything. It's totally worth it.
0: Has there been any backlash or uh, critical feedback from your peers in the industry about the way that you do things, or not
2: necessarily? Not to my face. (laughs) (laughs) Cowards. Yeah, most of the people in my office, some of them have been doing this 20 years, like, absolutely love what I do. And even the broker I was with, um, I just switched brokers, so that past office, like, they would always tell people, like, I would enter a room and they'd be like, The Singing Realtor's here! Like, they just loved it. And they loved, even though they were always dressed up, they would look at me and be like, totally works for him and like if no one's complaining about it keep going
0: why do you think that uh, people who are in real estate or finance or a lawyer or something why do you think other people are scared to break the mold and just be themselves
2: just because it's so ingrained and also there's corporate policies (laughs) I'm sure you know like I definitely have worked in an environment where there was a dress code and you have casual Friday and I'm pretty sure I've read some statistics that like productivity has increased when people are in more casual clothing, so I don't really know why they keep forcing people to dress up so much and be miserable sitting there in jackets and suits and ties and overheated and, you know, having to make sure they don't look wrinkled and like can't really move. That's my thing. Like if I'm in a suit, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm like... I hate wrinkles, so I'm like, I look like a stiff. You know, I'm just like, okay. And I'm constantly like tucking the shirt back in and I just people just look at me and would know that I am uncomfortable wearing this. So I just don't do it unless unless the occasion calls for it, you know. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So can you sing us? We'll do a lot of singing, but can you talk about some <laughs> we'll I'm
1: the just category? kidding. <laughs>
0: talk about some of the different genres that you sing and then maybe sing just a quick yeah few bars of each of those
2: oh gosh um I, I think definitely the most training i've had has been around classical music and then i was trained in um broadway belting um which translates to being able to, to cross over into pop uh it's still there's still different you know Feelings that you give to each music, and different inflections, and different things you do with your voice. You know, vibrato is the big is the big key. You know, and um, yeah, so I I would say opera, Broadway and musical theater, some gospel and pop are the four sort of categories I touch on now, consistently. Yeah.
0: Can you sing us some classical, <laughs> Broadway, gospel, and pop?
2: <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I'll do a little. Art song by Rachmaninoff. Zdes
1: harošo, zgljaniv dali agnomga rijetka, svetnim kavrom lugaljegli bijud a I'm <laughs> very like
2: critical of myself. So <clears throat> see, so Broadway itself has done has a lot of pop influence now. So it's gonna it's it sounds kind of similar, but there's this one piece I love by Adam Gettle from Myths and Hymns called um Awaiting You. And I'll just sing a little
1: snippet of that. So uh light it all and burn it to the ground go ahead and let your thunder sound let me watch my loves and my teachers slowly fade away i'll just have to wait another day gospel oh gosh um
2: i like to copy lauren hill <laughs> all the time with uh, his eyes on the sparrow oh gosh i love that song um
1: Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely And long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion A constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me.
0: <laughs> Dude, you're killing it. <laughs> this is not easy when we're asking you to do it. Can you just sing on command a bit? Yeah.
2: Oh, gosh. What's next?
0: Uh, uh, we'll pop.
1: Sure. Um. So now I come to you with her. So here I am with open arms, hoping you'll see what your love means to me. Open arms. Over here. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for checking out Get to Know Nashville. For more great content like this, visit gtkn.tv. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Get to Know Nashville.